JV. What's good, brother? New dawn, new day, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What's going on? Just chilling, man. Just chilling, enjoying yeah. uh, some pretty weather today. Dude. Beautiful day. You talk about pretty weather? Let's talk about it. Did a holiday in Williamsburg. Oh, my goodness. Ghost stores? Okay. A lot of beer. That makes sense. Some mini golf. Go- haunted mini golf? That would be cool, that would be but it was wild. not. All right. Um, <laughs> uh, Colonial Williamsburg. So saw a bunch of like stuff when they were, we, I yeah. was like, I would have been like slave. It's just like, oh yeah. And then we had indentured servants. Right. And I'm in the back like, you talking about slaves? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't try to French it up, buddy. <laughs> Jazz it up yeah. there in your colonial clothes, lady. Indentured servants. <laughs> that was cute. Yeah. I'll go back there and pick yeah. cotton now. <laughs> You're not pulling anybody. Oh, man. We're going to get canceled already. We yeah. just started this episode. Uh, brother. No, it was it was good, man. Just a nice little uh, getaway, and I am back now, ready to rock and roll. So I just had a fantastic idea. What was the fantastic idea, sir? Uh, haunted mini golf. Haunted putt putt. Okay. Like like you're right there about to hit like hit the ball in, you know. And then Casper takes it away then, somewhere else. And then the guy just runs in with a chainsaw. Like as soon as you go <laughs> like, like super concentrated, like inches away from, from landing it, and this guy just runs out the chainsaw. <laughs> I was thinking like all cute and everything, <laughs> and you in a totally different psychotic route. Ladies and gentlemen, from the mind yeah, yeah. of Jose Javier Villalobos yeah. comes haunted mini golf. Yeah, well, you're well, not haunted; it's actually uh, terrifying. You're gonna yeah, yeah. peel yourself. We'll we'll shop names for that later. <laughs> awesome, man! Awesome. So uh, I saw on the uh, Twitter sphere, the X sphere, the, mm-hmm. the 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 socials that the uh, band Fifty Flies, mm-hmm. your band. You are the bass player for. I am. Yes. So you are the number one rocking bass player in the world for. Um, <laughs> had a, had an event this past weekend, man. Talk to me. Well, it was a co-event with with other other uh, vendors and uh, Iron Axe Society and uh, Gibson Mill in Concord. Nice. Yeah. Um, they had a fundraiser for the son of uh, Richie. Who passed away a few weeks ago? His son Colin, about six years old, um, just to kind of help uh, solidify his future. Man, we raised. I think the GoFundMe was showing like a little over seven, almost eight thousand dollars. Nice raised in the last few weeks. Nice, um, just to help him with you know school stuff like that. Uh, you know all the sports, everything and stuff gets pretty, oh, yeah. really expensive. I, I was a young boy at one point yeah, yeah. there. My mother does not stop letting me know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> same, same. Uh, but, yeah, we raised, like I said, I think it was about to clear 8000 Nice. Uh, so we went out and uh, donated and sold some merch, donated all the funding to that, and had a great turnout. Do you have, a, like, a, an axe-throwing tournament or something? There was an axe-throwing tournament. You were about to say you were not a part of I it. I was not a part of I it. I knew you. That <laughs> <laughs> was the vibe that was coming off of your yeah. face. <laughs> well, you said I, like, you, you started out, like, asking me I was, I was in it. I was, yeah, that's that. exactly what I was expecting, oh, man. That, like, no, I was not in it. You put the apples on each other's heads, and you got to, like, hit it with the axe, right? I think that's archery. 
you can do that in archery. You can't do that with an axe. I think you have to. You hold the apple in your mouth. Oh, and you have to hit the axe in the back of the apple. In the back of the apple. Yeah, dude. So it doesn't hit your face. Yeah. Does that does it have to land like this vertical or horizontal? I think it just has to not hit your face. Does <laughs> <laughs> like no not point. kill you, right? Uh, no, that um, Iron Axe is uh, it's a couple years old now. Yeah, they, they moved in there. Have you been to that place at all? I have been to the Gibson Mill. I have not been to. You said Iron Axe. Yeah, Iron I've Axe. Heard about it? It's um, it's in the. I think there's like an escape room there. Yeah, yeah, all yeah, that yeah, yeah. It's right there in that little alley, okay. that, that little shopping center or whatever you want to call it. A uh, really cool Shout place. Out the Concord's Gibson Mill right there, yeah. guys. If you want to eat, drink, and play, yeah, you do all of that right there. Yeah, you really can. And to, yeah, they can play by throwing axes at people. Yeah, they don't like condone so, that. Guys. Yeah, they don't really do that there. Just uh, <laughs> uh, so good time. Nice, big turnout. Good deal. Uh. They had, they did have a tournament for kind of regulars and then people who were just showing up for the event joined. Uh, it was a good time all the way around. Awesome, yeah. man. That's what we love to hear, man. I'm glad you guys raised a bunch there. So, all right, brother, moving right along here, got some good news for cinema and television. That was a good move, sir. Yeah, you like that? I totally <laughs> forgot about that. <laughs> the deadpan yeah, yeah. look you gave yeah. me too. <laughs> He's like, Clyde, we're in a new segment. Yeah, yeah. I got to hit the button, yeah, bro. Yeah, I got to hit the button. <laughs> <laughs> What's up now? All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, good news here. The Writers Guild Association strike has ended. The WGA strike ended here. The writers were looking for increased funding and job security, increases mm-hmm. in the writer's room, and a limit on the use of AI in the writing process. Nice. Looks like they made a deal here. So negotiations of this, you know, we've been talking about this since like midsummer. Yeah, it's been a minute. It's been a long time here. So negotiations of a deal ran between September 20th and the 24th, and a vote to end the strike was had on September 27th. So writers are back. Good deal. Man, and I love it too. One of my favorite shows to watch is uh last week tonight with John Oliver. Mm-hmm. Um he, he came back. Yeah. I think all those shows shut down for a little bit, right? All those like yeah, yeah. late night shows definitely mm-hmm. shut down. They actually had a podcast all together. Yeah, I know. Strike Force Five. Yeah. Do you have a lightning bolt thing right there? That would have been dope right there if you uh, did because that's what they do every time I somebody can, says strike force five. I, I can put a lightning bolt in post? Yeah, I can put it in post. All right. So I watched Strike Force Five. <laughs> Hold right here for the well, light bolt. bolt. And we're good. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but <laughs> that's bad, guys. So good news is our writers are back. Um, they're not going to have robots uh, writing our amazing scripts and everything. It's going to be real human beings with okay. real human connections to us here. Basically, the writers won. Unions win, guys. Good deal. So they got what they want. I'm pretty excited for them. Awesome. All right, man, so we have our music queens of, like, this decade. Right. Right? On one hand, we have Beyonce. Uh, Beyonce's been been a queen for a few decades now, hasn't she? I, I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Okay, okay. And then the other one. Just want to make that clear. Hey, it's clear. Make that clear. You're, right. Very, you're, you're right, sir. And then the other one. <laughs> 
is the Taylor Swift phenomenon. Yeah, she is blowing up. She has the power right she, now. She's got all the rings, okay? Mm-hmm. She is Thanos, okay? <laughs> <laughs> she's got now she has Kelsey. She has all the rings, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's in the world of football now, okay? She's got a Super Bowl ring. A good. Yeah. <laughs> she got two of them. She got two of them. Dang. All right, guys. Well, uh this uh end of the year here, so we have Beyonce has her Renaissance tour that come it's a movie. You oh. can go to the theaters to see this. Okay. Comes out on December 1st. Interesting. Taylor Swift, the Eras Tour movie. All she else has a movie. Yeah, yeah. Comes out October 13th. Knew about that one. Hadn't seen the one about Beyonce yet. My thing also. is, what can these women who r- run music mm-hmm. not do? They do it all. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're 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 acting. They're they're singing. They're producing. They're making their own music. They're writing their own music. They're running, they're taking over running businesses. Running businesses. Yep. You know, uh, they're taking over Take, taking football players and pushing them to the <laughs> next level in their life. Man, yeah. crazy. He has so <laughs> many followers now, bro. Yeah, he really. His does. follower count <clears throat> ran up. That's crazy, man. And that's all anybody's talking about. Yeah. Well. I'll, <laughs> uh, well, first point as far as Beyonce and Taylor, um, two awesome performers. Facts. Two good songwriters mm-hmm. in their own respective mm-hmm. uh, genres. Yep. Uh, and great performers, man. Just like putting on the show, having the endurance to just push through. Like, yeah. Putting on a theatrical act, like. Night after night after night. It's exactly. crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, man. Uh, I, I don't know of two other women who has had such monster tours as of late. Yeah. Like, the, these two. Like, I, I went to a bunch of concerts and, and shows this past summer. Right. Um, I did not go to the Taylor Swift show. She did not come to Charlotte. Mm. Um, Beyonce came to Charlotte. I did not get to go there. That would have been dope. Uh, but I just hear that they just put on fantastic performances. Yeah, I think Taylor was like in the rain in like one point in time in like at uh, Foxborough, yeah. Massachusetts. She put on a show and she was out there in the rain for like three hours. Like they so, don't disappoint. Those two so ladies do not disappoint. What's cool with like social media and all that is you can see practically see the whole concert. Yes, at some point or another. And yeah, I saw clips of her performing in the rain. Um, her just like. Just doing like stunts and stuff. Yeah, wild. Yeah, just wild. Talented. <laughs> very, very talented ladies there. Um, and you know what? That that Taylor Swift, the Eras Tour, uh, musical movie. We're going gonna go check it out. It's two hours and forty eight <laughs> minutes, bro. Are you ready for that? I mean, yeah. See that that that's one like I think we can like pop in and out of because there's gonna be others. It's not just gonna be straight music or whatever. Yeah. So if you are in the theaters for that. Well, we're going to be with a thousand Swifties, okay? Which hey, more power I mean, to you. you know, Let's party. We're there. I mean, we're there too. Got, Swifties as I, well, I guess. We got my seats reserved. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> got, got the whole row. Yeah. Can't sit here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but no, nah, man. I think that's something that would be dope to uh, see there. It's not going to be something that we're going to talk about on this pod because uh, unless she like talks about AI and stuff, you know, or she's turned, she, turns, she really theme. does get like the gauntlet or whatever and it's, tries to take over the world. That'd be cool. It's been about. a theme for a minute. Now, AI. <laughs> <laughs> it's a 
really has, guys. So, uh, yeah, Beyonce and Taylor, uh, these ladies have taken over 22 and 23, and they continue to do it yeah. uh, even in the, the movie theater. So go check them out. Yeah. Well, it's interesting, like, the the, the Travis Kelsey thing is, like, he, he's already a famous football player. He's a great one thousand best. percent awesome tight end right he's probably he's, he's arguably probably the greatest tight end he's the greatest tight end playing in the game today right right people are saying he's the greatest tight end ever um he's hosted snl he has all these like yeah, ad yeah. campaigns and like all this like he's just everywhere yeah he's famous in in like the football world yeah and then you have taylor swift mm-hmm. who has kind of pushed his, you kind of got like football famous and then you got your popularity, I guess. Yeah. And she's like taking his popularity and just the power of this woman is ridiculous. It's ridiculous, man. Um, I was just looking on some podcast stuff. Number one podcast right now is his podcast with him and his brother. Him and his brother, yeah. Yeah, number one right now. Gosh. Number one. I don't know how long it's been number one. Just saying, it's number one right now. <laughs> it's, it's, um, I know it was pretty good to begin with. I, I know we're a close second here. Yeah, yeah. We finally, finally beat us out, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, nah, just cool, though, man, um, how how things like that work out, you know? help Helps everybody out. Definitely. So, uh, Beyonce and Taylor, uh, you want to help us out so we can get yeah. back to number one on the podcast? <laughs> Love both you ladies. Keep on working hard. Keep on producing and bringing out good music. Yeah. Welcome to this episode of Movie in a Pod. I am Clyde Smith. And I am Javier Villalobos. On this week's episode, we're discussing the trailers for Argyle, May, December, Episode 7 of Ahsoka, and our movie of the week, The Creator. Love all you Swifty fans. All right, team. Welcome back for another episode of Here Movie in a Pod. We got some trailers here for you. Uh, we got a trailer here, a new Matthew Vaughn spy movie. Looks a little different, but I'm excited about it. Right. We got May December, which teams up Natalie Portman and Julianne Moore. So Uh-oh. we're gonna throw these on our socials. You can you can check out our link tree, which is in the show notes, and you can see our pretty mugs, which is on YouTube yes. and all of our socials. And yeah, guys, like always, like. Share, subscribe, tell your mama about us. <laughs> tell that guy you're yeah. next to on the uh, train, too, about us as well, yeah. guys. Train, planes, automobiles. Trains, planes, and automobiles. Such a good movie. A big movie. You know one of the only uh, Thanksgiving movies out there? Really? Really. All right. With those on our socials, guys. Times. All right, team. Uh, give me a second. There was a lot of sexy people in the trailer. <laughs> yeah. Um, woo. <laughs> Compose ourselves. Just yeah. <laughs> got Argyle. Uh, this is coming from us from Matthew Vaughn. According to IMDb, the world's greatest spy, Argyle, gets caught up in a globe-trotting adventure. Uh, this has a cast. Mm-hmm. Dua Lipa, uh, Sophia Butella, Henry Cavill, Bryce Dallas Howard, Ariana DeBose, Sam Rockwell, Samuel Jackson, John Cena, Catherine O'Hara, Brian Cranston. Keep and going. it just continues, guys. Like, <laughs> such a good, crazy cast here. Here's the thing, man. 
we have a movie within like a book is what yeah, it yeah. seems like, right? Mm-hmm. Like it seems, you know, we've seen like the movie within the movie or the TV show within the movie or the TV show within the TV show there. Don't try to keep up. It's a lot what I'm yeah, saying yeah. right now. But this is a movie inside of a book or a book inside of a movie. I don't know, man. Uh, There's a lot going to, on here. To me, it seemed kind of like partially in that, like, uh, what did it say? She she wrote a book that was actually true. So it's like the events, part of, yeah. Like part of the movie is like I guess them telling the story of the book, yeah. But then the movie turns into the book, yeah. But it's real. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um. Man. Sam Rockwell, dude. Looks like a badass. He's doing work in this movie, dude. He is the ultimate. Like, I don't know if I've seen him in other... Has he done, like, spy espionage type work before where he got to look this cool? Well, well let's, let's back I mean, it up. I the answer is no, because <laughs> unless you work with Matthew Vaughn or Guy Ritchie, you don't look as cool holding a gun unless you're in one of their movies, okay? Yeah, he was uh, the, the voice of Hickory in Trolls World Tour. <laughs> He was also um, in The Bad Guys as the, the fox or the wolf yeah, or whatever yeah. he was. <laughs> uh, looks like he played George W. Bush in Vice back he, in 2018. He did. That was a fantastic role, too. I remember him eating a chicken wing. Just killed it as GW. Um, I don't mean, I don't see too many, too many, looks like, fighting movies nah. uh, on his list here. He's in Napoleon Dynamite. Uh, the TV series. Yes, he is. <laughs> but this is the one, guys, that Cowboys like, and Aliens. That was his top movie so that far. That was his top. <laughs> <laughs> and obviously, he was the uh, one of the villains in Iron Man too, as well, guys. So yeah. Sam Rockwell in this movie, this is gonna be bad. Like he's been around for a minute. He's though, been around a minute. He's been doing his thing. He's hilarious. He's wow. fun. He's gonna get to like stretch his acting chops in this one. Yeah, because he's funny. Looks like a badass in this, and he can definitely act, guys. So, yeah. like I said, fantastic cast. Uh, Dua Lipa looks amazing just in the beginning. Uh, Henry Cavill's hair. <laughs> That's a character. That's a character all the time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Damn it, boy, you beat I, me to it. I'm, uh, I'm curious about his role in the length of this movie because it seems like. He's, it looks like he's the character, like her imagination from the book. Yeah. So I'm wondering if he's like the storytelling part or if he's going to end up being like the real person. Uh, I'm kind of. Or it's like a somebody or it's like based off of somebody else. You know yeah. I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. But like, this is not a straightforward. This is not a straightforward. Like, uh, here's a spy. Uh, you know, they all start with, like, books. So there's a spy book, right? Right. Let's convert this to a movie. Yeah. This is, like, joining the worlds together because the writer of the Argyle film, uh, books is Ellie Conway. Yes. So, yeah. like, combining kind of both worlds is going to be interesting. Something Matthew Vaughn has not done before. Something Matthew Vaughn is definitely capable of. He's one of my favorite directors working right right now, guys. Right. So brought us all the Kingsman movies and, and um, X-Men first class. So. Nice. Very well. Guys, we're going to throw Argyle on our socials. Let us know your thoughts here. Are you excited for this? What is your favorite, your favorite Matthew Vaughn movie, guys? Mm. Excited to hear that. 
All right, team. Uh, we have May, December. According to IMDb, we have 20 years after the notorious tabloid romance gripped the nation, a married couple buckles under pressure when an actress arrives to do research for a film about their past. Oh. So it's like one of those uh, Lifetime movies. So hmm. Carmen, when me and Carmen first started dating, every time I'd go over to her flat, um, she would have a Lifetime movie on. And it's mm-hmm. just like, um, I'm 40 and I'm 17 and we got married and this is the story or... Um, I texted the wrong guy and now he's an axe murderer and I don't love him anymore, something of that nature, right? So it's like weird, odd story. All so right. and there's always like actresses and actors who try to go do research for these weird roles. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um and you know, most of those lifetime stories are like based off of something true. So that's kind of what I see here, except for it's a uh single white female type thing where I don't know if you remember that movie from the early nineties where then she just basically becomes the other woman. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know, man, it could be a little bit of a, like she's going to wear her skin kind of thing. I hope it doesn't get that. (laughs) Matches her hair, her clothes, her looks, her, her, her everything. And I understand that she's doing it to play a role in the future, but you know, how do you really get into the role? You you sleep yeah. with that guy. You know what I mean? Gotcha. Sleep with her husband. Um, so it's going to be a lot drama-filled. I, I, I see where this is heading. Yeah, yeah. The cool thing is going to be like, where does it land? That's going to be the interesting part for me f- for this one. It looks like the whole, the whole story is like you got the two uh, Julian Moore and Charles Melton's characters. They're a couple. They're... Maybe kind of state of themselves. Mm-hmm. That's what it looks like. Because of the situation of he was so young. So now they got somebody coming in and like kind of dissecting what's going on. And maybe they're kind of, looks like Charles is kind of seeing, hey, maybe this isn't the best thing to be happening. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I. I see a lot here, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm kind of, I'm kind of dumbfounded and speechless because like this trailer was so riveting. Mm-hmm. Where like you definitely want to know like how it unfolds, and right. we don't get many good trailers this day and age. And this one, like, I'm, I'm in. Makes you very curious. I'm in. Very curious on this one. It's probably going to be a difficult watch to kind of see it all unfold in the, the story of this older woman and this younger man well, and stuff like that. I but think like, it said on the trailer, very uncomfortable situation. Yeah. It literally had it in yeah. letters. On yeah. It. So we'll, uh, <laughs> we'll, uh, this comes to us from the, uh, from Todd Haynes guys. So we'll uh, throw this on our socials. Let us know your thoughts here. I uh, actually have not seen Julianne Moore in anything recently here. So going back, she'd been chilling. What's your favorite Julianne Moore movie guys? Big fan. All right, brother, let's jump into Ahsoka. So Part 7, Dreams and Madness. Uh, according to IMDb, Hera must answer to the New Republic why Iranian takes place far, far away. Mm-hmm. JV, uh, to date, my favorite episode. Makes sense. It makes sense. Makes sense. Uh, let's talk about, there's, there's, uh, like, there's like two things happening here. Okay. 
there is Hera hasn't the answers to the New Republic. Right. And then there is obviously Sabine and uh, Ahsoka and everybody else back on this distant planet with yeah. Thrawn. Uh, but let's talk about Hera real quick. Okay. Man. Uh, I, Mary Elizabeth Winsett is still like doing her thing. And she's like, oh, yeah. she's one of the greatest characters in this whole show in this whole like universe yeah. that like uh, Dave Filoni and um, crap. Can't remember his name right now. John Favreau. How can I, I forget the Favs, man? Know. What's going on with me? Um, that, that they've created here, right? Like she is a rebel. Oh yeah. The whole thing, this whole, this whole Star Wars story began with rebels, right? Okay? And she is the, the definition. We're like, yeah, she works for the New Republic. She reports them and everything, but. She's got to do what she has to do, what's oh, in yeah. her heart and how she feels like she needs to go ahead and protect who she cares about and saves the day. So big ups to her. There was a little cop out there where, like, she's such a strong character in her, like, resilience, but, like, you needed C-3PO to come through. It was just like, all right, Star Wars, like, I get what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. But, like, let these characters stand on their own. Right. It was fan service, C-3PO, which wasn't bad. Don't get me wrong. It was a good performance and everything. Right, right. But it was just the same time, like, let her stand her own ground and, like, show why she is doing yeah. the things that she's doing for her actions. Yeah, I'm not – I don't know if I missed something of why C-3PO showed up. I, was there something, any reason for him to just show up? Was there like a, did she send out a call or something? I don't, I don't remember. Know. I don't remember anything. Yeah. Like he was just, he was just there all of a sudden. Just all of a sudden and yeah. hanging out in this, you know, New Republic war room or whatever yeah, room yeah. that was. Yeah, I agree. That was, Senator's it was, was kind of, it was cool to see him obviously, but like, why? Yeah. You know, there was really, I, I don't think there was a why, you know. It was but. almost that time in um, The Last Jedi when you saw the hologram Yoda talking to uh, Luke that last time. And it's just like, I remember like, I I enjoyed that scene. Mm-hmm. A lot of people in the theater was like, oh, did you really have to do that, guys? Like, was that necessary? You can't let this like live. You can't let characters like live in the past and like do things for new. And I'm like, it's the whole point of the force, man. They don't so ever die. Force ghosts, die. baby. They don't die. C-3PO, man. He's a force robot. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> uh, I love the the uh, chopper, man. He's made an impact in that uh, series as well. Yeah. Little orange one. They were talking about, like, just a droid or something, and he, like, jumps up like he's about ready to go. <laughs> he's like, yo, I'm ready to fight. Yeah, yo. yeah. He's a he's a killer, man. Chopper. Yeah. Chopper's a killer. But I, I, I hope now... Uh, through the actions of of uh, Hera, C-3PO, and everything, and Lady Organa, obviously Senator Organa at the yeah, time, yeah. Um, that they are preparing now for Thrawn because he is gearing up. Mm-hmm. This dude is over there. Like Sabine and Ahsoka are playing checkers. This guy's over there playing 3D chess with, with these people, man. Mm. So. You know, they're, uh, Ahsoka finally gets to Sabine, and there's an all-out fight, right? right yeah, yeah. Right? There's some actually good lightsaber battles here with 
Um, the best so far. Balin, um, his, uh, I don't know who he's rocking with. What's that young lady's name? Um, his apprentice. His apprentice, whatever her name. Uh, yeah, I don't yeah. remember her name. Yeah, I don't she's, remember her name. It's kind of whatever on her. She's kind of annoying is what she is, yeah, actually. Yeah. Kind of uh, like a little baby. Shin. Shin Hati is what it is. So she acts like um, a little, uh, like a little angry teenager. Well, he even says like, <clears throat> like your path is leading you here. Yeah. So go do that with like Thrawn and his men. Yeah. Like that, leave that's me, that's leave, not just me. Leave me alone. <laughs> yeah. Like I've done everything I need <laughs> yeah. to do. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. Filled my quota. Um. But yeah, a lot of good lights here about a lot of good action. Uh. Even to see like Ezra doing his thing. Yeah. Was cool. He's like, I don't need no weapons. Force, yeah. Force shooting. Then he starts shooting people with like with the pistols, <laughs> whatever. Got force in these hands, yeah. bro. <laughs> but like, yeah, he does, as right? all this action is going on, you're like, okay, cool. You're all together now. Let, let's let's keep it moving. Whatever. We got to go take out Thrawn now. But like, Thrawn's like, nah, bro. It's uh, we we fueled up, man. Yeah. It's time to. Yeah, we're on timeline here. We gotta get out. <laughs> Yo, he's like. No he's like Thrawn is like that dad at like the morning of a of a bit of a like long family vacation flight. Mm-hmm. He's like, let's go, let's go. Yeah. The minivan <laughs> is fueled up, teams. Five thirty, let's hey, we're go. All, we're all packed. We gotta get out of here. <laughs> yeah, that's what he's doing, man. He's he's definitely playing a, a different game than everybody else. So that was just really cool to see the different layers of this episode, right? Right. Like I said there was you're on. T- Two worlds, but there's really like three different stories going on. Now, the question is, like, will, by the end of this series, will Thrawn be uh, stopped? And it seems like the answer is no. Right, right. It's going to lead into something else. It's going to lead into that Dave Filoni movie or whatever. Yeah. So that that's what I'm excited to see. But I like to, I'm really excited about how they wrap up this series here. So yeah, they got, they got to so wrap. Wrap something up. Yeah. But it's still going to be like, like they'll wrap, I feel like they're going to wrap up kind of what his plan is, mm-hmm. but that's going to be it. Like there's going to be a big cliffhanger of what he's actually doing. Cause he's still like one man, one ship. Right. Right. One like, it's a star destroyer. I can't I mean, call it a ship. Right? It's, 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 it's huge. Got a lot going on in there. But like, does he, and they did talk about how, in the Senate chamber or whatever, that there are, like, still other, I don't know what they're going to call like, the, uh, see, this is my Star Wars lore is trash, dude, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not good at it. The, the there's other, like, outs, like, on the outskirts of the galaxy, yeah, yeah, yeah. there's other, imper- what, what are they called? I don't remember exactly. Bad guys. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. bad guys, okay? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> the Empire, that's there what they're go. called, right? <laughs> Imperial. What the hell is wrong so with like me, guys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just not good at it. Yeah, team, right, team. Um, we're still rocking with Ahsoka. Only a few more episodes to go. Let us know your thoughts. We will throw us on our socials. Cool, cool, cool. All right, bro. Let's stop wasting time, man. Let's get into this week's movie. All righty. All right, man. This week, team, we have what do we have here? The creator. We dropped on September 29th, so just a few days ago. Uh, depending on when you're actually listening to this pod, uh, this does drop on Thursday. So listen to it and give us a thumbs up. I don't know what you give us a thumbs up on, but just give us a thumb, thumbs up anyway. Um, All right. 
<laughs> and that's on YouTube. YouTube, YouTube, give us a thumbs up. One of those right there. Give us Can't some, see it, but give I'm putting a thumbs up right now. Give us some stars on other stuff. There you go. Stars? I don't know. All right. Yeah. Or buckets of popcorn, whatever. Guys, the creator is directed by Gareth Edwards. Written by Gareth Edwards and Chris Weitz. You have an $80 million budget and gross so far is $32.3 million. Nice. Starting this, we have John Washington as Joshua Taylor. Madeline Yuna as Alpha or Alfie, whichever one. Uh, Jimmy Chan as Maya Taylor. Allison Janey as Howell. Ken Watanabe as Heron. Sturgill Simpson as Drew. Amir, Pas- Amir Patel as Omni. Mark McConaughey as McBride. Robbie Tan as Shipley. Ralph Innocent as Andrews. Michael Esper as Cotton. And Veronica Ingo as Camille. Which is one of the simulators. I think everybody else was human except for that one. And uh, yeah. Alfie. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And Ken Watanabe. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yep, yeah, yep, yeah. Yep, yep. The great Ken Watanabe. Yes, All right, brother. Let's start at the top here with this movie. Um, in the cast here, we got John. It's cool. I don't want to say my synopsis or nothing this week. It's oh, wait, there is a synopsis. It's fine. Guys. No, that's cool. Guys, no, you don't worry about too it. Much. I, I should have it. went to work today, guys. <laughs> this is my fault. <laughs> JV, what is the synopsis <laughs> of this movie, guys? God. Sorry. Um, <laughs> Drop it on his brother. The, the world's at war over basically AI rights, in quotations. Um, and this and a super powerful weapon has been created that can either end this war for the better of the world or conquer it depending on which side of the war you're fighting for. Guys, and James Cameron told you this was going to happen. Yes, he did. And you don't listen. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man, let's start at the top here. Never uh, with Never. <laughs> with John David Washington as Joshua Taylor, a military sergeant an undercover operative of the U.S. Army. Uh, off the bat, it's like John David Washington, and you know he's going to bring a great performance. Right. I, I thought that he was just going to be a, like, strong-willed military man in this. Mm-hmm. I did not know there was going to be so many layers and so many facets to mm. this role. As far Agreed. as, like, him, you know, going undercover to yeah. try to find out. I didn't know there was going to be a, a, a factor of like going undercover and trying to figure out who the the big and, villain Yeah, and his whole is. his whole entanglement That's in, what the, in, the, in the in the end game of the Jay, of the situation. Jada Pinkett Smith in entanglement there. <laughs> <laughs> but but yes, there so like he is undercover, he gets married. Yeah. He gets his wife pregnant. And that's kind of the driving force for him to, one, do his duty as a military uh, U.S. Army guy. And then the other side of that is the love he has for his wife and his uh, not-born-yet child. Yeah, um, He's split between the war. He's split between the worlds. Uh, also, they give him artificial arm and leg in this as well. Right. Just to show that he is not fully 100% human either. I love that. So that's like a, that's a look that he is really like emotionally, but also physically split 
between the yeah, worlds. Yeah, I got you. I really yeah. enjoyed how they fleshed this character out here, man. Uh, she's really quick in the movie. She doesn't really have that many scenes here. But let's talk about uh, uh, Gemma Chan. All right, as Maya Faye Taylor. Uh, she's the daughter of the original Nirmata, uh, the title creator, and Taylor's wife. First and foremost, Jimmy Chan. Like, I saw her, and first time I saw her was Crazy Rich Asians. Okay, uh, as a supporting role, she got obviously got the the lead role in the the Marvel movie, The Immortals. Is that what it's called? I'm uh, joking, team. The Eternals. <laughs> <laughs> That's a whole different comic book, I think. I, see, I'm just see. I just it's, we're just useless knowledge in my head, <laughs> always there, right? Where she, you saw in like th- those brief parts and even those flashbacks, uh, she has that love for Taylor as well. Uh, but she's also split between both worlds. Yeah, we don't know for the longest, like why. Yeah, what's her biggest? connection to it like we find out in the beginning like yeah like her parents died and then she was raised by these uh robots artificial intelligence and stuff like that and treated her like their own but like they're still you're still human so why wouldn't you have that human connection right so she's also like layered as well she's also just absolutely like stunning in the entire movie right we talked about um when uh, Emily Blunt just had super glow, like super glow <laughs> and uh, the one movie, whatever. Yeah. Uh, Jim Chan had this the entire time as well. Right. Right. Really fun to see here. Um, we got Alfie, a robotic simulate with the ability to remotely control technology. You know how I feel about AI, JV. Yeah. But we'll, yeah. Let, we'll let you dive in to this one. Uh, as a, as a character and like the, the actor who played this role, um very well done. Yeah. Uh the emotion shown uh to match John Washington yeah was on point for this young actress. And as Alfie like the the robot person the robot character um that's the key to the whole thing, right? Like how is this character going to grow up? Yeah. Is it going to destroy the world or is it going to save the world? And it kind of leaves you to not really know, right? Like at at the end of this of this movie, you're correct. You're kind of left with like she doesn't like where they they leave her you're like, okay, where do we go from here? Yeah. You are like you shouldn't have made it this far. Right. You are a prop. You are a weapon, and you're here now. Yeah. What are you going to do with these powers, right? This is almost like Peter Parker in this resolve, right? Right. With great power comes great responsibility, or just burn it all down. Who who knows? I mean, you know, if you want to compare it to Peter Parker, it's kind of the Uncle Ben moment right here. Hey. Hey. Uncle Ben moment. And who's Uncle Ben? Is that? That's, uh, well, technically it's. I've been the the mother, uh, Joshua Taylor. Ooh, the dad. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. Okay, guys. Now she's got. Now it's got to be a decision. Am I going to seek revenge or not? Nah? <laughs> you know. 
We'll see. Let's see. <laughs> she, she, she's going to throw some hands. Yeah. <laughs> Automatically link into like satellites. And yeah. then that's how the war starts that's right it. there, right, guys? She is Skynet. This is how this works, guys, okay? <laughs> Everything's linked back. <laughs> Everything's linked back to Skynet, guys. All right, here. So we have Allison Janey as Hal, a colonel in the U.S. Army who recruits Taylor. Um, we know she hates a- AI. Uh, this was a different role for Alice and Janie, man. <laughs> yeah, a lot. Like, as a military badass, like she was in the one movie which was like which was small. I think it was a Netflix drop where she was like a CIA agent mm-hmm. and she had to like take that. Like that was actually a really good movie. But this one, man, she is like you. You're rooting for her because she works for the U.S. military, and we're just yeah. naturally in our minds. If we're Americans, we just want to root for the U.S. Mil- military, right? But, like, she's also keeping a lot of stuff close to the chest and not telling the whole, everything. And also straight it, up lying. Yeah. I mean, it's an interesting face to put, like, as the front for a kill squad. Yeah. <laughs> very. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's a very um, motherly face and look that she's telling all these people to take them all out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gonna kill them all. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Uh, but definitely enjoyable there. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was also complex in regards to, like, she kind of reminded me a little bit of, we talked about it a few weeks ago with our Indiana Jones pod, where it's just like, she's always like the the villain. Let's call her yeah. the villain, right? I don't really call her the villain in this, but let's just, for the sake of this uh, analogy, right? Where, like, Indiana's getting away and going to the artifact. And yeah. Jonathan, uh Josh Taylor's getting away and getting to his wife, which he's, he's trying to do um, throughout the entire movie. And then the villain is right there on his heels at every time. And you yeah. just see, like, how you don't see, like, how the villain got there. You just see that the villain is now <laughs> there. Showed up. Right? <laughs> well, I think that's kind of the interesting thing, like, with this movie for me was they're both sides are, you know, depending on which way you look at it. Both sides are good or they're bad. Yeah. And it depends on which side you look at it. And through the whole movie, that's kind of the whole thing. It's like, exactly. It's like, which side do you root for? Whereas the military, the good guys, is the AI, the good guys, who's good. I mean, really good and bad is probably not the best words either. I, I agree. I was actually yeah. thinking that, that same exact thing, man. Yeah. This movie got me thinking like, what, like the battle of good and evil, the battle of like truth and you know false and truth, yeah, truth yeah, and stuff like that. Like, there's so many elements of this movie that I really enjoyed here, man. And Alice and Janie in the middle of that, she just makes it more difficult, <laughs> right? <laughs> right? Yes, <laughs> yes. All right, and this next character does as well here. So we got Ken Watanabe as Harun, a simulant uh, soldier in New Asia. He's he's a soldier. But at the same exact time, man, he is just a good guy robot thing. Yeah. Right? In regards to just the one scene where you have Alfie just like sleeping on his stomach. Yeah. And I mean, that was just like, I, and this, there was like parts in this movie that was super weird, right? So like, <laughs> you're sleeping. So that means that you're charging. Because some of them kinda, were like kinda, plugged up. Yeah, yeah. I was about to say, I think that's like. Yeah, need to some, recharge of them, the battery. some of them had the aux cord in or something, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but then, like, the one guy was also uh, smoking weed 
Oh yeah, where he got called out. Did you see that? Yeah, I think he he was just uh, that's an R and R man. He's just chilling, dude. I was so confused. Um, yeah, I even, I did notice that. He even was just chilling, like, like and then like Ken was drinking or eating or something. Yeah. <laughs> what is happening here? Yeah, it's a weird. A lot of weird details in there that you don't really get. Like why? And I mean, like, why is that? Why was that? Ro- that robot didn't even have a face. It was just like a, one of the regular robot <laughs> it was faces, the wasn't it? Robot face. He's like hitting a hookah or something. <laughs> but they all had like that kind of weird personality. Like, yeah, like it was just like a personality of just another soldier, like in the forest. Like, oh man, we got to get going. Let's get up. And he's like waking all the other guys up that are plugged in. Yeah, it was just it was. Just- <laughs> Weird how there were so many different personalities with all these si- simulates, yeah. and Ken Watanabe Harun was was right there, man. He was like that silent soldier who loved the villagers, loved his people. Oh yeah, and even said like, "Yeah, that happened, but what they're telling you, how it happened, or why it happened, yeah, is false." And that's a really pivotal movie. Like, I almost wish Gareth Edwards like sat on that a little bit longer, right? Right? Because right? that was so pivotal. Oh but yeah! Like all it, of a sudden, you're like, oh, oh, okay. Well, maybe I'm on the maybe. I you guys are okay. okay I, don't I don't. I'm gonna switch the sides again, guys. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Turn your shirt inside yeah. out to the other. Yeah. Other until team. Allison Janey <laughs> comes back around, then flip it back in. <laughs> flip it back in there. <laughs> flip it the other way. All right. <laughs> uh, we got a, we got a few other people as well. I did like yeah. this character here, um, Amar uh, Shadpa Patel as Omni. Uh, he is a, he has donated his likeness to multiple simulants. Yeah. And it looks like a lot of them were like in the military as well, man. So that was military police. Yeah. Police force too. Yeah. So that was really cool to see how they use without telling us how they use the likeness of real people. Mm -hmm. They're just showing us, right? Yeah. Yeah. In the story. So that was really cool uh, to see there, man. Um, last person we can talk about here is uh, Ralph. Innocent is Andrews, a general in the U.S. Army who recruits Taylor. Um, <laughs> just one of those, like, U.S. cool guys or whatever, you know what I mean? Right. Like, I got the badge, I got all the stars and everything. But ultimately, like, you're kind of an asshole, dude. Mm. You're, you're, you're kind of an asshole. Because you're, you're leaving out details as well. So you can yeah. get Taylor to kind of do what and you're pulling like you and Alice and Danny both are pulling on his strings right to get him to do right so you're kind of the puppet master mm-hmm. about this whole thing and that's not right and I did not appreciate that oh but bad soldiers but Ralph Innocent does it to a T in this movie man he does that very well <laughs> he's, he's really good at being yes some, something you don't like yeah man yeah I gotcha. All right, brother. Um, let's talk about these sets, the music, and just as a topic on itself, Nomad. Mm. Just by itself. It's yeah. just a whole section. Yeah, yeah. Never seen something like that before, yeah. man. So um, this how much money did this movie? $80 million is the budget? Uh, yes. Bro, this looks like a $200 million movie. That's very big. This is a beautiful movie, man. Agreed. Like... Everything looks like it's shot on screen. You don't see where the CGI like comes and goes, right? It's just blending, yeah. in, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, good directors do that, right? Right. Bad directors 
it's it's real like in focus, and then you got the CJ looks like you know a nineteen twenties Disney cartoon. Yeah. right? <laughs> Gareth Edwards blends the two very well, and you don't. It seems never, never seen a movie like that before. Right, right. A couple of weeks I don't ago, know about, like last week. <laughs> Go back and listen to that pod too. Check that out. Yeah, it's got Megan Fox. Hear the, in you it can though, hear the guys. opposite <laughs> of what we're talking about. <laughs> but yes, guys, uh, it's just a gorgeous movie, man. I think being able to just be in L.A., New Asia, right, being across like the waterway, all the way up to like yeah, this, yeah. The, this this area where you finally get to meet uh, Nirmada, right, like. Everything is just gorgeous. Everything is in frame. Um, everything is beautiful. And then you have the music that just sets the tone for this adventure. Yeah. I really enjoy it, man. It comes from the great Hans Zimmer. Give a shout out to him. One of the best in the business. He gave us the uh, Inception. <laughs> <laughs> and obviously uh, did all the Dark Knight movies as well. Yeah, real big set pieces. Yes. Uh, just the... Like you said, the forest, the the water, um, going into that gigantic uh, factory, yeah. I guess, was just as gorgeous as the outside was. Mm-hmm. Big. It was crazy how, like I said, it, it really blended everything together. It looked really nice. And, like, with the look and feel, man, you got, um, like, the scope of a Christopher Nolan movie. Yeah. And then, like, the the grittiness when you're in the city of, like, Blade Runner, the original Blade Runner movie as well, man. Uh, you can see, like, how his inspiration's in this movie, right? And how, yeah. how he's kind of sprinkled them and dropped them into the story. You also got, like, The Last of Us, you know, charting uh, yeah. a young girl across this, you know, to oh, get yeah. to this de- <laughs> that destination for this goal or whatever, man. So there's a lot of cool stuff that you, you did see in there. Nomad. So Pedro Pascal must have been a little busy. Shot this one. <laughs> so it was like, hey, uh, John David Washington, you, you, you're free. <laughs> I guess I'll do it. Whatever. Uh, let's talk about no- Nomad here, man. Yeah. This thing is humongous, right? Right. And it like seems like it's it can go out of space, but also can like drop in over like closer over like cities and everything. It's just this humongous. Like ship thingy, I don't. What do you even call it? <laughs> yeah, um, definitely looked like some kind of alien tech. Yes, because um, it wasn't like a typical airplane. Um, you know, it was visible in the atmosphere, so it was pretty low. It wasn't like hovering in space. So it doesn't really ever explain like much about it, right? It's just a thing. Yeah, so it's the USS Nomad. So I'm just reading right here in the yeah. plot here. The USS Nomad, North American Orbital Mobile Aerospace Defense. Um, is an advanced space station mm-hmm. capable of launching destructive attacks from orbit. This thing's a beast, man. This thing's a game changer for like... So it is in orbit. It is in orbit, but it seems like... In the movie, it looks like it's like way down, down in... The atmosphere. Yeah, yeah. That that's the vibe that 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 I got as well. Maybe it can just do I, that. I don't. I don't you know, know who I don't. knows? I'm not. It, I haven't finished my rocket science degree yet. I'm working <laughs> on that online. I'm doing that online right now. <laughs> I did not expect that, guys. 
That's a bit I did not expect. <laughs> That's basically, he's basically, ladies and gentlemen, he's basically telling me to like, Clyde, shut the hell up, let's move forward, okay? <laughs> That's basically what he's trying to say. All right. It's, it's a big ass uh, ship that yeah. sh- throws uh, torpedoes and mm-hmm. bombs at different areas. Yep. It does it very well. I've never seen something like this in a movie where like the menace the thing that everybody's scared of. Like, you've seen flying saucers. You've seen, yeah. like, um, you know, aliens or whatever. But, like, you also are afraid of the aliens. Like, this is something that we know who the people who are piloting is, are, is the U.S. military. Right, right. And at times, I'm afraid for these simulants, for these AI, for these people, because they're living together life. Yeah, and they blend so well in the environment. Yeah. Like with what they're doing with them and where they show them, it's like the the movie is so well done. You see them like you can see them living in the world. Yeah, exactly. And the way it kind of shows their emotions and them taking care of people, like you know, like the the one that they found in the city that like was freaking out. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of like oh well, does it? Yeah, is it? Does it have emotions and all that stuff? Just. You know? Weird. Wild man, yeah. so many, so many different plots here that I really enjoy. But yeah, that that nomad thing, man, and wherever it was, it was almost like that constant. What's about to f up next? Yeah, right. Especially with that blue light that was shimmering. You know what it reminded me of, though. What you know, um, in Terminator. Okay, uh, Terminator. They have the hunters that fly around. Yes. And they scan the ground. Yes. And they try to find humans. You know what? This right. is just the opposite. Now it's humans trying to find a robot because that's what it does. It scans and it finds the, the simulates yep. and stuff on the ground, right? That's exactly what it does. Uh, I'm saying, God. you know. Maybe you do have that rocket you know, ship degree already, bro. <laughs> got, got like three more weeks, man. All right. Three man, more push, Wednesday night classes. Push through. <laughs> push through, bro. You made it this far. <laughs> All right, brother. Let me talk about a theme real quick here. All right. uh, this is a personal story about what it means to be alive and what it means to be free. Uh, this is a story about who the real villain is here. Like, we don't know, yeah. right? Uh, maybe it's people who we're supposed to trust and love, right? I.e., the, the U.S. military. Right? right. And this is not us bashing the U.S. military at all. Love our troops. Um, but this movie kind of gives us those concepts yeah. about... What really happened with that nuclear explosion in L.A.? Um, why are we going out to destroy? Is it just a PR campaign that we're now going yeah. out to destroy all the, the simulants and Nirmada and all that stuff? Where, seriously, they just want to live free. They just yeah. want to do their thing, live free, and live their life there. So there's a lot of concepts here that Gareth and Chris throw at us, man. Um what it means to be alive and what it means to be free is the biggest one. All right, team. So that's our conversation about 2023's The Creator. JV. Yes, sir. Awesome ratings, brother. This is going to get four out of five buckets of popcorn for me. This nice. Week. Uh, this is the kind of stuff I really, I really enjoy. Like a good mix of sci-fi action uh 
good story. Mm-hmm. A couple twists and turns in there. Um, and not like an over-exaggerated amount of action. Like, it was pretty solid. Like, you could take the AI or the simulates and stuff and have them be people. Yeah. And it would still be a good movie, you know. Uh, that's how well it looked to me, you know, and the way the scenes played out. Uh, and the actors, you know, spot on with everything, I thought. Uh, so, yeah, four out of five bucks popcorn for me, sir. What about you? Got you. Um, let's talk about the performances, man. John David Washington, Jim Chan, um, Madeline Yuna. Allison Janney, Ken Watanabe, and, like, the list goes on, man. Right. Everybody in every one of these roles, like, did their thing, did their thing to agree. They were just, it was perfect. Yeah. Um, served, you know, not self-serving in what they wanted to accomplish, but served into this story, into this plot, into yeah. this theme of what uh, Gareth Edwards was trying to do here and, and successfully pulled, pulled off, man. You have a military movie, but on top of that, you have a uh, movie about um, co- coexisting. Yeah. Um, you have and you have a movie about like a man's personal journey to try to seek retribution with his wife, who yeah. he loved but kept secrets about. Right. So there's so many different layers to this, man. Uh, you cop that with uh, Hans Zimmer's score and just the beautiful look of this movie, man. Uh, this is a five bucket movie for me, man. All right, let's go. This, this movie has been, and I can say this, it's October, what is it? It's the, end, it's the beginning of it October here. October the 2nd. Second. Right we are recording this. Um, this has been my favorite movie of the year. Okay. Definitely, hands down, man. This movie, like, as soon as Gareth Edwards, like, stated that he, this was movie was coming. Yeah. Uh, I was on board. Yeah, it looked great. And right from the get-go, it from the awesome. get-go, man, I was excited for this. And the fact that I was able to see it, like, it did everything that I was expecting and yeah. more with all the twists and turns, guys. So five buckets of popcorn from me. All right, Jane, thank you for subscribing to this week's episode, Talking Through the Creator. Next week, we'll be discussing the Del Toro and Timberlake collaboration, Reptile. That's currently streaming on Netflix. Like always, I'm Clyde Smith. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and everything else. As I'm Clyde D. Smith. I'm Javier Villalobos. You can follow me on X and Instagram at MrJ8200. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Like always, keep watching. All right.